0: Michael Rogner, it's great to see you. Welcome back. We've got uh we've it, it is another a basketball season is is here upon us. I don't want to talk about last year. It's only going to make me upset. So we're just going to skip that part. Uh this is this is Matt Minick joined as always by by Michael Rogner and and this is the Everything Knowles Podcast Network. Uh, we're, you know our Tomahawk Nation contributors here and and I, we've we the first announcement to make Michael to uh to everybody is that in honor of of uh this kind of new season, new regime, new energy let's let's pick it up from last year. we're gonna ha- we change the name get get a little new uh mojo going and uh we're gonna go we're gonna go, this is this is the first official episode of the Gospel of Ham podcast uh what do, what do you think
1: nice I like it. You, you dropped that name on me like three minutes ago so I haven't I haven't had a time to process it but I appreciate that we're like 50 something episodes into this thing and we've decided that maybe now we need a name so that's <laughs> we're, I feel like we're growing there
0: well at first we were awesome and I didn't want to change anything right. and then COVID ruined our program And ruined my chance of being the podcast host of a national championship basketball team. Uh, And then I didn't have the heart to change anything because I kept wanting to hold on to what was there and it was gone. And so now I think I've made it through to the, the stage of grief where I'm ready to look ahead and uh and so we are here with a with a new name and a new energy and a, and a and a new positivity around the basketball season that is this year.
1: All right, I'm I I am down so what what do we have on the schedule? Let's let's talk some basketball.
0: Yeah, well, um in honor of the gospel of ham, it's we probably need a minor miracle in order to uh,
1: <laughs> in order to
0: make it back to the NCAA tournament. But, yes, let's take a look at the schedule. Um so we have a non-conference schedule that, if you go on Kenpom, actually has has quite a few Ws next to it. Uh, now, it, it does not have us playing the game against the winner of Colorado and Richmond in the uh, really neat Sunshine Slam tournament that we're playing in. Um, but it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven predicted non-conference wins and a uh and a one-point loss at home to georgia in the first ever sec acc championship game uh michael over under on seven non-conference wins for florida state basketball
1: and that was seven and five is there is there
0: seven and five four. wait one two
1: three. seven and four plus seven the four, colorado and, game. seven
0: and yeah. four yeah, yeah that's right
1: you know and I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I wish I could I wish I knew some gospel bands here so that I could really get into this this theme here but I don't but I'm gonna I'm gonna channel some of them and assume that we're we're gonna beat that I don't I don't know why and I don't know how because seven seems pretty aggressive at this point but I'm gonna say we beat that
0: so the uh the blind boys from Alabama are are gonna are gonna find a way and 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 get it we won 2 out of conference games i know i didn't i said yeah. we wouldn't talk about it mm-hmm. I, so that's a that's a jump from 2 to you're saying 8
1: yeah that's a what is that a eight, 400% Four, yeah. increase yeah. quadrupling yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: i don't know if i'm that optimistic but i'll tell you this i unlike last year i think that we i'm putting it on the table right now we will start with a win one and know and that'll go to two and oh we got uh Kennesaw State and Central Michigan they are both not good and I know we had a hard time beating not good teams last year but I say we we I'll give you that we start two and oh and who knows maybe a little momentum maybe a little belief starts to build in uh people start you know listening to the gospel of ham a little bit more and and uh and get some wins on the table
1: yeah, there's nothing that will get people pumped up like beating a really bad Mid American Conference team like Central Michigan. So I think our mm-hmm. uh, I, that'll definitely inspire our team to that'll that'll be the key there. Get get off to a two zero start, and yeah, it's easy from there.
0: Yeah, UF looks tough. The third game, they're they're going to be a good team. They've got some good transfers. They they kind of are. They're the they're doing what Mike Norvell is doing over on the football side of things um and and UNLV I think is is just always a a tough team neutral court see how that goes uh that's that first game in the slam and then we we play someone else if it's Colorado that's probably going to be a loss if it's Richmond then maybe uh I think we can get Georgia you know Coach Ham has it has a really good scout on Mike White and I think we can get Georgia at home uh we play a conference game after that. And then we go South Florida, SMU, North Florida, Winthrop. I don't know. I think
1: two to two to three wins
0: there. Seems yeah, the interesting good.
1: part of, about, about all that is that every single non-conference game we play this year is in the state of Florida. Like mm-hmm. we we gave ham shit about not traveling during COVID, um, not going out on recruiting trips, you know, not mm-hmm. doing all that thing. And then here we are with the chance to you know, maybe turn over a new leaf after the terrible season that we had last year, and we don't ever leave the state of Florida, which which feels a little bit like a uh, a little bit of a loss right there out of the gate. Um, I don't I don't mean that in our win loss record. It's just like we're not giving the guys the opportunity to travel. You know, we're not giving the guys the opportunity to, to, you know, to to visit all of those places, which is part of college basketball and part of teams getting better. So I disagree with that strategy, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out.
0: Yeah. And of course, you know, not our fault that the away game, the Florida away. I mean, OK, mm-hmm. they're our rival. But I, I do agree that when you if you know you're going to have a home game in the conference, you know, challenge, maybe that's maybe that's a, a reason mm-hmm. to to get an away game somewhere else. That's, that's a little bit of a, a, you know, prep you for the conference season. Speaking of the conference season, don't want to spend uh, too long on it. Cause we really don't know much about these teams other than that Notre Dame is probably going to be horrendous and uh and, and Louisville while better um did just lose to pace in the exhibition. And, and I we've seen teams lose an exhibition game before. And then, and then um you know, win 20 games. Like that's not, it's not unheard of, but I don't think they're going to be great. So aside from those two maybe being towards the bottom of the conference and Duke being far and away at the top of the conference, um, do you have a thoughts on like where Florida State might, might finish? I think the media predicted us 11th. What do you think about that?
1: You know, that sounds like in the neighborhood, but the ACC has been down like down down for the past several years you know it's really not one of the strongest conferences in the country anymore Mm -hmm. and outside of a couple top teams you know there's there's really very little to separate probably five through 16 um and so i think that there's an opportunity there for a non-conference bad team to finish pretty high in the conference you know like fifth or sixth and so i i would not be surprised if The media nails the top four and misses every single one of of the rest of the conference. It's just it's just wide open and there's lot there's lots of bad teams and and uh, I believe you said Louisville, I said you you they lost a pace. Is that right?
0: Yeah, it's not that they lost their pace. I think they're playing with some appropriate pace, (laughs) but
1: uh, there is apparently a D
0: two school named Pace who they lost. Interesting.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. So well, good for Pace.
0: Yeah. Um. I think the conference. I think the media will get Notre Dame last. Correct. I think that, mm-hmm. and I. I think they'll definitely get the top three. Correct. Who was who was third?
1: Was it Miami? It was either Miami or Virginia. I think Miami.
0: I think they'll get the top three. Correct.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know about the rest. I don't think Florida State finishes as high as fifth, but I would put twenty dollars down that we finish eleventh, better than eleventh. I think I've got us at uh Ninth or eighth, right now, I need to go back to my notes. Maybe tied for eighth. I in 2022, we had all those, you know, Malik Osborne and a bunch of people got hurt. Um, not a great team. We still found a way to win 10 conference games, right? We still like we beat Miami, we beat um Clemson at home, uh, we beat Notre Dame, NC State at home, like we won 10 conference games. Um, last year we won nine total games and, and we won seven conference games. Mm-hmm. So th- there is definitely like some evidence to suggest that Hamilton's been in the conference long enough. He understands how to win, um, conference games, ironically enough, um, four, four of those seven conference wins came, um, on the road last year. So I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know much what that yeah. team was doing, but um yeah, I think that we find a way to win nine to 11 games in the conference. And I think that that gets us uh somewhere in the like eighth
1: range. But the, the bottom line for listeners, it sounds like neither of us are even considering the NCAA tournament as a, as a real option. I mean, weird things happen but
0: weird things happen.
1: um, I mean, let's see,
0: you said over on the non-con, so we'll get, Mm -hmm. we'll give it eight. This is optimistic scenario. You said eight wins in the Mm non-con. I said, we find a way to win 10 ACC games. So that'd be 18. I don't think the league's good enough for 18 wins to get you in the NCAA tournament. Unless somehow maybe you beat Colorado and Colorado win like is amazing. And you beat UF. Yeah. Um, and you get like an upset win over Duke.
1: Yeah, because we could win eight games in non-conference and not have a single one of them be over a top 100 team. So that, not, That's right. I mean, that's, it's going to be quad three. That, that's best. exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. That's
0: exactly right. So, again, maybe you, you find a way to sneak out a win over Colorado in, in Florida in the holidays when weird stuff happens, you know? I don't know. I think they would have to get to 21 wins with this schedule to make mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament. And I don't see 21 wins. I don't. All right. Well, tune in next time. Uh <laughs> thank you. That's for more great. excitement on on this season. Okay, so um how about how about this? Uh we have we played an exhibition game. What what did you think of that?
1: Well, everybody says that they they go and they post the score for an exhibition game and then they put the little reminder don't actually pay attention to exhibition games, but that's total bullshit. Like, Of course you pay attention to exhibition games. If it's a team like Pace that we're supposed to destroy and we destroy them and Baba scores 30, I don't think we really learn anything. Mm -hmm. But if it's a team that we're supposed to destroy and we don't, then we do learn something. And this was a tie game with six minutes to go against a bad team. And all of the typical demons were there for Florida State in terms of turnovers and giving up wide open threes and and all that stuff. But I also say this without having to watch the game. Um, I, I watched it on play by play on the internet. So you were there, you saw what struggles I was seeing written in text form, you know, like what were you seeing that you liked and what were you seeing that was, um, you know, kind of in my vein of, of having a big concern.
0: Yeah. Um, you, what what did I like? And let's start there. New energy positivity. I liked Jameer Watkins. Mm-hmm. that dude it was obvious from like 5 minutes in i was sitting next to uh chris nee uh, for y'all that are you know watch uh, or go over to 2force i don't even know where everybody what's it all called now anymore but nonetheless chris is a is a longtime fsu beat writer and and know know him great guy and we were you know just chatting about the season about everything and um and both of us kind of turned i mean probably five or six minutes into the game. He had already made a three. I think he opened up the scoring with a three. Um, he'd done a couple other things and then he gets this, you know, he gets this steel uh, very reminiscent of like a Terrence man kind of just kind of saw it out of the back of his eye, batted it with his, you know, backhand grabs the steal, throws it down, you know, it's like, okay, this guy's the best player on the team, obviously. Right. Like we're, we're now saying that the third best player from VCU last year is easily the best player on on uh florida state's team right now um so i liked J- And maybe he was the second mm-hmm. best player i don't know vcu won 27 games so i'm not trying to be yeah, de- yeah. what what vcu was um excellent excellent addition by hamilton and staff he is exactly what fsu needs to switch on uh on all screens up there on on the perimeter he can shoot he plays with confidence He plays with an understanding of the things that you need to do and the energy you need to bring to win basketball games in in high major basketball. And he's a long, athletic, thick guy. So excellent addition. Uh, I like him. I really uh, I liked seeing Baba Miller um, look. A little bit more like he is expected. He believes in himself that he is. I don't want to say the guy, but that he is a guy on the team. Like he, he had he was taking the ball, you know, and and operating with a purpose as opposed to sort of just floating around and uh, watching Caleb Mills dribble or something like that. Uh, so I like that he he's never. Um, I don't think there's ever gonna be the ceiling at the NBA level that people want there to be for him because he doesn't have the lateral quickness that someone like Scotty Barnes or, or Kevin Durant or whatever has, he just doesn't, he doesn't move quite as well laterally. And so I think there's still some areas where he can get beat off the dribble, but he's long enough and he's smart enough. I think to, to compensate for that. And if you have a guy like Jameer Watkins next to him, well, that erases a lot of problems. Um, I liked seeing Cam Fletcher back like so quick from injury that's frankly a little bit mind boggling to me uh what what a gene pool he's got um and not only was he playing but I mean this dude was on the court when Florida State made their big run at the end and it was because of his energy and block shots and steals and I think he had a stretch of like four or five dunks and and honestly if Cam Fletcher did nothing besides clean up trash and take catch lobs at the rim and maybe shoot Two corner threes a game, like I think he would be a great player for us, so I like that. And, um, what else did I like? Oh, you know what? I uh, I thought that Darren Green looked in a little bit better shape, a little bit ready, more like capable of he doesn't need to play 35 minutes, but like he's ready to do that. And uh, and I think it was obvious to him that maybe he's a little more comfortable in the system and and just kind of knows where to be uh on the court. Never going to be like the most athletic, uh, quickest guy, but I, I think he's maybe less of a liability on defense. And Taylor Bull Bowen, um, when he gets up to speed, is going to be kind of like Watkins or kind of like really Chris Singleton in that he makes up for a lot of maybe some other liabilities. Because Michael, man, this dude's wingspan is just insane. It is like, I mean, he's not seven four, but his wingspan looks like Wimbiana, and I mean, it's just this massive. He just is in passing lanes because his
1: arms are out. So,
0: yeah, he's got a lot of learning to do, mm-hmm. but he'll be good.
1: Those are the things I liked. Yeah, it sounds like from the way you're describing it is is when I think of last year's team, you know, I think of we had some pretty good guys, you know, Matthew Cleveland, uh, Caleb Mills. They were good individual players who do not make their teammates better at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sort of the the James Harden argument. Um, and it's, it's you know so the way that you're describing Fletcher's play, and the you know the way that you're describing you know a couple of the other guys. it maybe we're getting back to some sort of better version of handball. Is that maybe? Yeah, I, I
0: it, you know, and maybe this can lead into what I didn't like. It's a little hard to say when when the first guy off the bench was a walk on guard.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And why? Why are we playing a walk on guard as the first guy off the bench? Well, because Chandler Jackson wasn't available for the game. Um, It was said to be a stomach issue. He seemed fine. He he, he wasn't contagious. He was sitting on the bench. Um, It was said to be a stomach issue. He had been suspended over the offseason that He's definitely been practicing with the team. I want to, like, he's with the team. He's playing. He was there. He's not, like, suspended from all team activities. I don't know. We didn't get to see him. Uh, Primo Spears, a transfer. I I don't think we will see him. He's a two-time transfer. He's, I mean, the NCAA is not clearing anybody of these two times. They didn't clear a guy who was spat on and called a slave by his head coach who was fired for cause. So I'm not sure why they would clear Primo Spears just for following Kevin Nickelberry down to Florida state. Um, so I don't know. And then Josh Nickelberry came in. He actually, he kind of has some like old school, like circa 2008, 2009 uh, FSU vibes to him. But um, I don't, I don't know that he would be like a initiate the offense. I mean, I think he could ball handle like he could close out games and shoot free throws, but I don't know that he's like run the offense kind of guy. So I don't know. What do we have there? What, 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 what do we have if a Chandler, I don't know, either can't play or gets hurt or something. And, um and then if Jalen Worley, who I'll say this, he looks more comfortable in his role. still doesn't like really do much on offense I think he's a better defender than than people give him credit for. I think he's a, a more disruptive defender than people give him credit for, but he's not he's not forcing defenses to have to like really adjust to his game on offense. Like, what do we do at guard there mm-hmm. if if that doesn't work? And I also didn't it's not his fault, but I, I was hoping to maybe see Jalen Gainey a little bit further along mm-hmm. and Deontay Green, frankly, in their recovery from injuries. I mean, Deontay Green is now 15 months removed. No, 18 months removed from his injury. Jalen Ganey is about 13 months removed. Jalen didn't play. Deontay did play, but still looked hobbled by the brace on his leg. They both looked worse, like movement wise, than Cam Fletcher. I don't know. I feel for them. It's tough. Mm-hmm. I've recovered from injury. I recovered from an injury in college. It's hard. You want to get out there. You want to support your team. It's hard to judge though when we didn't see mm-hmm. half those players play.
1: Yeah, you gotta wonder with Deontay in particular if his if he is just never like his knee is too injured. Like never gonna can't. get back. Yeah. And Gainey, we won't know that until we actually see him run around, but the timetable on Ganey's injury has been, you know, way longer than Fletcher's. And you know, by all accounts, I'll admit that Fletcher yeah.
0: seems like a genetic freak.
1: Yeah he looks like a genetic freak i mean he's he does just, he he's, does. he's yoked you know or whatever they whatever they say yeah
0: he does mm-hmm. the gamey maybe is like slightly longer than what you would mm-hmm. hope the deontay green i'm kind of with you like i mean sometimes a 17 year old shredding their knee is just really bad there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that we're still growing there's a lot of things that we're still connecting and getting you know stronger together and that all stopped
1: so know. we have a, we have a system that's built entirely on depth and we might have nine and a half guys at the moment. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, right.
0: there was not a concern that Ganey wouldn't be able to play this year. I want to say that, but I mean, he, it, I don't know that he'll be ready for Kennesaw state, but it. they're working him back. They're working him back. And Deontay green did play. Like let's, I mean, he can, he can play. Yeah. I just don't know that he'll ever, he'll ever, I don't know. May, maybe he needs that like 24th month. And then all of a sudden a lot of the lateral mobility starts to come back, but he does not have the explosiveness that he had on his high school team.
1: Yeah. Which is sad. So Kennesaw state. You mentioned Kennesaw state. they are opener. They have a new coach and they're going to shoot probably 45 threes. Just getting people ready for that on a hot against a hobbled team. But we, yeah. we're we giving them the W.
0: I, here's what I would hope and And maybe we can go to break after this. um i I would hope that we go back in time a little bit to maybe the you want to make the NCA tournament. you keep some of the pace and space offense that we have now, but you you clock that you turn that defense back to where it's it's completely predicated. is maybe it's like 20, 2011 or or style defense. That's completely predicated on mucking up teams possessions and getting out and running. And, and if they get some easy looks, they get some easy looks, but you take Jameer Watkins, Cam Fletcher, Taylor Bowl Bowen, um, Worley, and, and even Corin, and, and you, you just overwhelm people with with quickness in the passing lanes and jump out and, and you, you see, Opponents have like twenty eight percent turnover rates, thirty two percent turnover rates, and then it doesn't matter if they if they shoot forty eight percent from three because because they turn it over thirty times and you got you know eighteen dunks off it.
1: Yeah, and I, I, at best case scenario, Watkins is like a of that two thousand eleven team. Watkins is like a replacement for Snare, but that team also had Singleton, and so it's like how do we how do we disrupt? at a level that ham is used to with guys that have not proven at all that they can be disruptive guys with bad knees and, you know, one or two, you know, new players who maybe have that potential.
0: Yeah. I mean, Watkins, I, I, he's, he looks to me like a, like a below average, not even a poor man's like a below average man's Terrence man. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you can get some, some major disruption through because he's bigger than snare. He's just taller, longer than snare. Mm-hmm. And Bull Bowen wearing that number 10 looks a lot like a Carl White. Um the scout on him coming in was Chris Singleton, and he does have that lateral quickness. I think his shot is already better than Chris Singleton's was, maybe ever was at uh Florida State. And, and let's be honest, Chris Singleton was playing basketball in an era where six nine people didn't step out and shoot threes. So like he didn't grow up doing that. Whereas that's kind of an expectation for six nine people now. Uh I I think you start there. And you get Josh Nickelberry to buy into the fact that, like, hey, your role is to just be a a, a pest, a hound on – like a drell Allen hound on defense. And uh, and then you got to get – you got to get Ganey – you got to get Ganey healthy and, and hope that Fletcher stays healthy. Yeah. I think that would be – unless a miraculous thing happens with Primo Spears.
1: How'd Cam Corrin look? Um – besides jacked
0: yeah he looked a little older he looked like maybe he was now figuring out a new role if i'm being honest Mm -hmm. i I really want to see what he looks like in exhibition too i think he was thrust into a role last year that wasn't necessarily the like Mm -hmm. ideal great fit and now we have baba and we have Jameer watkins and some other people and so now he can go back to playing maybe the role that he should have been playing but that's now like learning it again if that makes sense
1: yeah so maybe after the next exhibition and after the first game we'll have a better idea on who those who those wild cards are on the roster that might give us a little more hope than we're currently preaching.
0: Did I miss anybody? I feel like or is we just don't have that oh house um look <laughs> the same yeah, yeah look look the same I guess
1: um
0: Anybody else I mean
1: how'd the walk-ons look that's what the people out there really want you know
0: what so I didn't know this uh apparently like Scotty Barnes's like half brother or something is on the team and he's like the size of that Josue Sotu guy or whatever that we tried to have (laughs) years and years ago um like a shorter Terry Wisnant or whatever but um he's I I, I don't know I I didn't see the resemblance in any kind of genetic way and I also know that like my wife doesn't look like her sister so whatever Mm. um man he comes in and like immediately does one of those like little guy pest moves where he like kind of pokes the ball out from underneath a big that's like holding it like this and then he sets up I think it was maybe Deontay Green or something for like a perfect like a perfect uh, uh entry pass for a little turnaround uh bucket like man this guy Knows how to play basketball, which I have to imagine that if you're growing up with Scotty Barnes, I don't care how big you are. Scotty ain't taking it easy on you in the driveway. Like you're going to learn how to how to like be a right. a, a, a gritty guy. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe he can give us some minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, this Against is, a team like probably, Kennesaw State? I'm guessing we're the only podcast talking about Scotty Barnes relative on the roster whose name I don't know. Um, but w- I'm going to learn it. I don't know, starts. but either. I don't know we'll figure it, it out, folks. Because we got more, we got more on this. We got more breaking on the story. I know,
0: you know, that we we're, were. I did not get it either. Uh, shit, that was bad. Oh, well. Um, but good know, right, job, right now, he's just a little bro. Yeah, maybe against a team like Central Michigan he can give you five or 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's not like these Mac teams or, or North Florida from the a Sun is going to come in with some like six, five guards. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about, um, Kennesaw state at some future podcast maybe, but yeah. Let's get they...
0: after exhibition too. So I can learn yeah. Scotty's uh
1: little brother. Yeah. yeah. we'll we'll lead with your name, whoever you are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's take a break and then um, maybe, yeah, let's take a break. We'll pay, I think we have bills and uh, I don't know. It's all, it's all under Perry now. Thanks. Thanks Perry for the everything uh, Knowles bills and um, we will come back and talk some recruiting and stuff. All right. Um, I don't know how much we accomplished in the last segment, but, Uh, I think we decided that Florida State is going to win more games than last year, not be great, and uh, has uh, players that are better fit for the system, but still not enough of them. Does that about cover it?
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a good summary. Okay, so I'm glad everybody stuck with us this far.
0: Yeah, that seemed easier than the first part. (laughs) So, uh, how do we get more players? Well, we recruit them. I, we, we brought in Taylor Bolbo in uh, this year, blue chipper. Uh, we talked mm-hmm. a bit about him. Uh, and do you think that he'll be around for, for two years, Michael?
1: I do. I think he's, he's way too raw to, to put himself in like a John Butler position where he's just going to get bad advice. I, 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 you know, I I don't anticipate that much out of him on the offensive end, but he is a just athletic freak. You know, he's, in the best way, you know, I mean that in the best way, he's got super long arms. He's, he's bouncy. He's, he can shoot. I mean, he can do a lot of things. So, so we'll see, we're going to get something out of him this year. It's probably not going to be like, you know, 10 points and six boards, but it'll, you know, it'll be a significant um, role in the rotation.
0: I think we could get, I am not comparing him to a lottery pig. I think we could get freshman year, Devin Vassell level production. Mm-hmm out of him except take back the three-point shooting a little bit and add up i mean he's just a taller longer guy so maybe add in a few more block shots and uh and and like disruptiveness but like what was the oh i've got it in front of me give me a second here that was uh was that the 2019 season that he was a freshman um yes he was a freshman he played 24 of the minutes Shot 41% from three. And uh, you know, actually was third on the team in block percentage, third on the team in steal percentage. I I don't see Bull shooting 41% from three. I see him playing a little more than 24% of the minutes because that was a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. And I could easily see him third on the team in block percentage, third on the team in steal percentage, um, and just being a pest.
1: Yeah, Fiondu might have been the best player on that team at the end of the year, and I think that Taylor Bowen is going to have a similar trajectory. But Fee was in his third year on that team, and mm-hmm. you know Bowen's probably a year ahead of him. So, you know, I'm thinking maybe freshman year Fiondu, and then okay next year by the end of next year he'll really be something.
0: I could I forgot how well Fiondu was shooting at that mm-hmm. point in time. Uh, yeah, no, I get so. That's it's great. I I think I agree. I mean, hope John Butler enjoyed playing in cities like uh, Lexington or wherever last year, um, because or si- Sioux City Falls or something like that. Because I he didn't see a ton of time on NBA courts. Um, I think Bull stays, and he should be joined by at minimum one new blue chip freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's the kid Swinton? Tell me about him.
1: Yeah, AJ Swinton out of Virginia. Um he's a uh I we keep saying we keep comparing everybody to Terrence Mann, but it seems like we we recruited got a got a, a lot of guys who who kind of fit that profile. You know, he's kind of a big guard, small wing, you know, kind of uh, deal. He's he's does a lot of things that I think we lost out on um when our you know, our sort of our later years of of recruiting with our with our assistant coach, who left to go to Missouri, was was bringing in everybody. I think he he kind of made some bad turns, and and AJ Swinton is definitely getting his back, and along with Bull Bowen, you know, are definitely getting his back um, to those guys who can come in and, and execute Ham system. So I'm super excited about him. I'm guessing he'll end up you know around a hundredth in the country or something, um, um, which is
0: right where Terrence Man was. I think he exactly, was like 96, yeah. I think.
1: But he'll be coming in and able to contribute from day one and he's, you know, he won't be the star of the team on day one, but he'll be, you know, he'll be definitely in that, that second uh, line change coming off the bench. And, and I'm super excited to see that, that kid play.
0: Uh, Great. That is excellent news. If you're excited, I'm excited. I, I have to assume that next year we, we grab at least another two, three kids, two kids out of the portal. I don't, I don't have any names on who that might be. I would love for one of them to come from Florida Atlantic. Um, but I think that ship might've sailed with their run last year and the level of uh, NIL funding that they could probably command if, if uh, what, what's it? Well, certainly John L Davis, but probably like Elijah Martin or, or a couple of those guys too. So I don't know that we could, that would be amazing. But you know, it, if it was even a player at the caliber of Jameer Watkins level, I'd say that's a great addition. Uh so, so I imagine that will happen and more on that to come as you know, probably throughout this as we get to the end of the season. But we have another guy who's actually committed to Florida State right now. He's committed in the 2025 class, which seems odd just given the state of like our coaching situation um what tell me about this guy and, and I mean, is, is it possible that he's actually in the 2024 class
1: yeah Alier maluk from uh who plays in pittsburgh he's he's originally from overseas but he's in the he's the same age as the guys who are in the 24 class so it would make sense with ham's age and maluk's age combining those two things um that he would uh, uh reclass to 24 and it everybody kind of thought you know back in the day maybe he was going to go to Pitt or he's going to go to LSU and those schools were, were openly saying that that they were going to reclass him and so I would expect him to reclass he is uh similar to Bowen and uh, he's just a you know tall super long athlete who's got some some wing skills you know that we we specialize in those guys and we we, t- we seem to bring in all, about one a year and and Maluk is the, is hopefully the guy for next year.
0: So, are you surprised? Because that sounds like two pretty good recruits, and you and you add in Bowen. I mean, so Bowen is it was a definite blue chipper. I think he was like a top thirty five kind of guy. Uh, Swinton is going to be ready to contribute day one. And and uh, Maluk is it sounds like if he were to transfer to reclass up, probably would be ready to to make an impact on day one. Does that surprise you just given the state of a nine win team and and the things that are happening?
1: No, it doesn't. And the reason it doesn't is because of the portal, it's like some teams have just totally uh, given up on high school players or, or focus on maybe just a couple of guys. And so I think there's more room for a staff who's willing to put in that time with high school guys, knowing that they aren't going to, you know, come in and have the same impact that a transfer would. So there, you know, there's, there's, it's easier for Florida state maybe to get high school kids right now than it was a few years ago. Uh, It's, it's much more difficult for us to get transfers because we just don't have the financial resources or we haven't used them. Um, So it's not surprising. And I think some other schools are just, you know, it's because other schools are backing off high school kids.
0: Hmm. Interesting. And I would imagine that at least Malouk, I don't know about Swinton, although I know he's from that area too. I think he was committed to us already first, but it seems like there maybe is some connection there to Nickelberry. I mean, Nickelberry is coming from George, the assistant coach coming from Georgetown. Um, I, I I would imagine there's some connection there.
1: All the pictures that I saw of Malouk, he was walking around with, with Nickelberry. So,
0: Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, I guess that's what an assistant is hired to come in and do mm-hmm. is bring talent with them. Uh, okay, so that is a good uh wrap up. I I guess we'll one other maybe just do a quick note here on the uh NBA, well like a Knowles in the NBA segment. And and speaking of which, I so you're gonna follow some NBA basketball this year, uh, Michael, it, and it's I, because your friend,
1: right? Your your bestie out there. My bestie, yeah, Luke Louts. I have not. Um, I've never really had an NBA team. Um, you know, I grew up in Florida, but the magic weren't there until I was, you know, already too old to worry about them. Um, and so I've just kind of been out in California, no team. And so I decided Sacramento, they're our local team. They're, they're now my team. I'm a, I'm a light the beam guy. So we're, we're, uh, the beam is up. cool. Yeah. It is kind of cool. And Laux and, and Dulcus both, uh, coach for the Kings. So,
0: and, and there, I see them on TV a lot. Actually, mm-hmm. like if you watch some of those, when I'm, I'm a Warriors guy. Full disclosure, this was, I go back to like Baron Davis when they were, you know, an eight seed, you know, so, um, but that series last year between the Warriors and the, uh, and the Kings was, first of all, hell was, if you like basketball and if you like watching pace and space and going up and down the court, I mean, that series was for you, but man, lap has got a lot of, a lot of press time on that. Mm-hmm. Like I saw him on bench shots number of times.
1: Yeah. And the whole Sacramento King staff is out of the Golden State organization pretty much. And so, yeah, there's a there's a lot of a lot of synergy between those two teams and they're both super fun to watch. Yeah. So um,
0: do you know we were talking about some of these teams for Florida State in the recent past that were a little bit more successful. Uh, than this one and now looking back at some NBA rosters it it becomes a bit more apparent I, I know like you when we were in the years making the NCAA tournament you used to name stats like oh well in order to you know go a certain length in the NBA NCAA tournament and stuff like that you got to have at least like x number of NBA guys and stuff um, do, do you know how wealthy Devin Vassell just became
1: um, he's got more money than me I know that much well, sure, but I mean, <laughs> most of our list, no. Uh,
0: <laughs> so he, he was up for his rookie extension, right? The Spurs, they put a lot into him. He He's actually really developed a good bit there. He he sat out some of last year mm. with a bit of a knee injury that also maybe had a long rehab because they could or may or may not have been tanking for Wimbiana, Uh and so it was kind of convenient to have maybe your best player not playing. He just agreed to a five-year 146 million dollar contract extension uh so he got a considerably sized bag uh maybe we can get him uh to to sponsor the gospel of him here and and i'm gonna guess that his uh that not his running mate but soon following him at florida state scotty Barnes is going to get paid as well If if you've been seeing what he's been doing
1: yeah he is certainly something and i think that he's hasn't even figured it out yet what he's doing at the nba level so he's, he's like
0: 22
1: yeah i mean he's gonna make so much money it's sick you know even beasley he made money for three years you know he, beasley's he starting
0: for the bucks yeah. this yeah. year and he's uh, not
1: making he's not making any money like he was but he's, no, he's starting no. so he's you know legal troubles there. there uh
0: yeah. terrence Mann has some new kicks i don't, he he yeah. just got him and julius Randle just got yeah. sponsored by sketchers which is Actually, the shoes look kind of cool, but making a move into uh, NBA and he has been told by by like a lot of teams have been wanting Terrence, man, because they can kind of like go figure. The guy that we keep comparing versatile players to is all of a sudden in demand in a league that, that values versatility. Well, the Clippers have made him off limits in trade talks uh, and they somehow just acquired Harden without even trading for him or trading him. So man is is making a bag and uh and Trent Forrest just continues to just plug along and keep hanging on with the Hawks he's he's uh he's he's already played a couple games I think like he's on a two way contract but he's already been up uh, Mm um you know pulled up and so Forrest is with the Hawks and then Pat Williams is starting for the very dysfunctional Chicago Bulls that are probably going to blow their entire team up so you tell me if we had a chance to win the national title In those years when we had Trent Forrest, Pat Williams, Devin Vassell, uh, (laughs) Terrence Mann, and I know Scotty Barnes was on a team slightly later than that. But any wonder why Scotty Barnes led us to the Sweet 16 almost by himself? Yeah, that
1: 2020 team that didn't get to play. You know, Vassell is a total stud in the NBA. Patrick Williams was the fourth pick. Trent Forrest. Even MJ Walker and Raekwon Gray I think have had some two-way contracts over, know, have. over the years. They had had a cup of coffee, he played in a couple yeah. games. It's so. like our top 8 guys have all played in NBA guys, yeah. NBA games off of that team and they did not and they and they were playing the best basketball of their season, of their season. at the time. Yeah, so give us another 2 or 3 years on this podcast and we'll stop talking about that team <laughs> but, but Okay. <laughs>
0: okay, to bring it around to this team, is there someone admittedly you didn't see the uh the exhibition can somebody on this team, like in three years, can we be talking about someone on this team who
1: is playing in the NBA? Um, well, Delkis is coaching in the NBA. Maybe that maybe we've got a coach on the on, on the roster. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to finish this thing by saying that okay. none, of our, none okay. of our guys are going to play in the NBA, but none of our guys are going to be,
0: you know. I'll let you watch the Kennesaw yeah. State game first, and after yeah. that scout, you have to then make a prediction after. Yeah. After we destroy Kennesaw State by seven,
1: we have some potential. So we'll leave it at the Chandler, Corin, Bowen. Like, we don't know. Maybe those guys become NBA guys.
0: I think Jameer Watkins has given a shot in the yeah. summer league. If mm-hmm. for nothing, if he can shoot 39% and is, you just got to see his body, man. It just looks like an NBA body. Uh, I think he's given a shot in summer league and, and this league lately has seen guys go from, I mean, Austin Reeves is st- like people go from summer league to NBA rotation routinely.
1: Yeah. And Baba is going to play in the NBA. I think we can see, we can say, oh can yeah, say yeah. That. yeah, yeah.
0: He yeah. will play. He will yeah, play. play. He's not going to be what I don't personally think he'll be what people want him to be. Mm-hmm. And, and Baba, I got love for it. I mean, I look, not everybody is. The
1: freak is the Greek freak, mm-hmm. you know,
0: like that doesn't mean he can't be an NBA starter.
1: Right. He's going to play 10 years and retire with a crazy amount of money, a bunch of money, yep. be the
0: third or fourth best player on a playoff mm-hmm. team. You know, it's a great right. career. Yep. It's a great career. And, and I do want to emphasize that he actually looked a lot more comfortable on the court.
1: Yeah. And I th- maybe the way we finish this thing with a little bit of hope is Baba went played. European and over the summer, this his team won the title. You know, in the in yeah, the FIBA was that the under, FIBA under
0: nineteen?
1: Under nineteen, yeah, FIBA under nineteen, and if we remember, you know, some of the some of these guys who came in like Vassell and and others, and and even Fiondu after his retro year, it, like that second season on the court by the end of that year is when they really started to dominate, and so. Let's hope that in March, Baba is, you know, that guy. And I think that's the, that's the best hope for this team is, is, uh, you know, somebody on the roster besides Watkins, like developing the ability to, to go from a, you know, five points a game to, you know, 13 and seven or whatever. Yeah. That's well
0: said. Cause you know what, even until you said that, you kind of forget, right. Baba's only 19 Mm -hmm. and, and bodies are still changing at 19 and, yeah, he does look more comfortable on the court, and and imagine—I mean, the difference between October for a nineteen-year-old and February is a pretty big difference. So, yep. yeah, there you go. We're going to the Final Four, and Bob is going to lead us there.
1: And Scotty's cousin or half-brother. brother, half brother. <laughs> yes, okay, yeah. yeah,
0: it's going to be those two paired up. <laughs> uh, all right, man. It was good chatting with you. I'm glad. I, I'm glad the season, season's back. And uh, yeah, let's definitely. So we got we got uh, a State on Sunday. So I'll go. You follow on the Gamecast again, and um we'll we'll watch and then we'll talk or I'll watch. You'll
1: listen. We'll talk. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Talk good. to you then.